0: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This is the Bill Press Show. It is the Bill Press Show. and My name is Peter Ogburn, sitting in for the weekend edition of the podcast. And I appreciate all of you checking it out. And it's really important that you subscribe to the podcast. And thank you all so much who've already done so, made this a very successful weekend podcast. This is a a podcast that we do where, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the headlines about collusion with Russia and the Republicans' unwillingness to hold Trump to account, which I don't think is ever really going to happen. And we talk about that during the show, but there are a lot of other really, really, really big issues that we like to talk about on the weekend. And that is why I am here with SB Nation's Tyler Ricky Tynes, who joins me in studio. Good to see you, man. Yeah, what's up? Go Philly. <laughs> it's always good to have you in. Uh, you write a lot about uh, the intersection of sports and race. That's
0: what the streets say.
1: And I don't think anybody does it better than you do, really what and truly. That's the streets say. <laughs> and uh, this past week here in Washington, D.C., we hosted the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, uh, which means there's you know all sorts of festivities around it. But the game itself, it was a very interesting um, sort of subplot to the game. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers have a pitcher by the name of Josh Hader. And Arundel County. Yeah, Talked right. to him. Right here. Local boy. Local guy. Local product. Uh, he took to the mound to pitch for part of the All-Star game, and immediately people went back to look at some of the things that he has tweeted.
0: He got that thing pushed back. That's why. Way back. He got that thing pushed back. That's, that's why they went to look. And it turns out he has... Uh,
1: I'm not going to read all the tweets just because I'm not comfortable there's, there's, there's reading so them. There's so many. And there are so many. But a couple of years ago, he had a series of tweets, several tweets, uh, that could best be described as racist, uh, homophobic, misogynistic, um, pretty pretty blatant in, in, in what they said. Uh, and you wrote a piece... That came out this week, uh, Josh Hader and America's willingness to absolve white athletes, which
0: I thought was really, really good. And it's a moment. At 1st we we're just going to say white boys because you know. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't. You know. Also, I, that I didn't make the final decision on that
1: one. But. I, I think that would have been better. Frankly, I'm with you. <laughs> but, but like, it, there is, gosh, there's so many different directions that we could go in this. I just kind of wanted to put it this way. Um- the Brewers did not uh n- like uh distance themselves from his comments. They just sort of said, "Hey, he's a great pitcher. We're happy to have him on board." Um they acknowledged that he had said these things on Twitter. They're like, "Yeah, this happened."
0: Yeah. You know, they're like, "This this happened." And then at the end of the day, they were like, "But he's a good teammate, so." Yeah.
1: It's fine. So that's just, it's just it's going to happen. He's going to go to sensitivity training.
0: He's got that Starbucks punishment. <laughs> You know, shout shout out to the new trends that white America's putting together for these racisms. You know, big fan. Big fan of the Switch Up. You know, it's lovely. It it, it really is amazing how it was a
1: story and then it wasn't a story. Like within 25 minutes. Yeah. Like, I woke up. I didn't stay up for all the All-Star game, but I woke up and I saw some, uh, 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 some some people tweeting about what they had found, and I
0: didn't hear anything else about it the rest of the day. No, nah, yeah. I mean, after after about 12 o'clock, you know, the MLB put their statement out. Yeah. He's going to get his Starbucks training on. And, uh, you know, the Brewers were like, hey, like, you know, that sucks. But, you know, he's a good teammate. So what, 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 what are we going to do? You know, his teammate came out and was like, you know, I know this guy. You know, I don't hate her. He's not a racist because, you know, you can kick it with somebody and they not be racist because they're good to you. You know, that's not even how that works. But I get it. I mean, this is a tough situation for the black and brown players in that locker room, in sure. that clubhouse because – The onus can't really be on them to decipher and determine if somebody is wrong or not, even though it's unmistakably obvious. Like, you don't get a pass on your apology tour because, you know, these tweets were seven years ago. And, you know, this boyish wonder of whiteness that, oh, my gosh, is right of passage. Let's get a few slurs off and, you know, how we get it. I
1: I, want to I want to read a line uh, or or a a paragraph from your piece at SBNation.com that really struck a chord with me. Because a lot of people immediately came out and said, "Oh, Josh Hader wrote these when he was seventeen or 18.
0: Seventeen, 18. yeah. Uh, so prime white boy age, you know, sure, like, like, it's like, totally. And you know, you do the best white calisthenics around that age, you know. So <laughs> that's that's when you really get it popping. jeans is fresh.
1: I want to read this this paragraph from your piece again at espnation.com dot um, After the Brewers put out their statement, um, you wrote, "Racism cannot be used as a ritual befitting maturation." Because, notably, it is harnessed by the state and used to kill black people. It is unrelenting in its power when it attacks those without the shield of whiteness in front of their worth. History has shown us that actions without consequences are only for the privileged. Now, I, I, I've talked about my upbringing. I was raised in South Carolina. In the woods. In South Carolina <laughs> to parents who were raised in uh, segregated Alabama. It's all I, roll tide. I would say that my parents, who are still alive today, uh, did not try to cover up the fact that they were racists growing up when I was growing up. And as a white man or white kid who was raised in a racist white family, I am very, very guilty of some of these things that Josh Hader said when he was that age. And I thought that it was sort of unique to me. Are Southerners to have like come up? Or I shouldn't say Southerners, but people who were raised by racist parents to have had this this sort of period of time before Did you they get a sensitivity training. No, I didn't, I got no sensitivity okay. training. I just went out into the real world and it's, met it's, like you know other right. people. Um, but I I I think that what I'm breaking news right as a white guy to report this. I think that what I've finally realized over these last couple of years is like no no. I think every white person has that period whether they grow out of it or not and whether they
0: want to try and actually be better or not of where you can just get away with that racism like everything you know it's fine um i mean yes right and this is kind of how we see the we see systems continue to be like you know upright and, and strong and rigid it's because so many white people don't have like the white aha moment until they're like 42 sure. and then at that point you know you didn't already like did a whole bunch of different racist type of stuff you didn't already like you know got a good job somewhere you know maybe you said little jimmy can't work at your shop because you know he look a certain way and you've already like done a, a you know a, a lot of things that are not good things, yeah. right? Like, you've already hit the trifecta on the Josh Hader tweet spree. You know, like, you, you've done these things, you know, and you've either been affected by rap music, so you feel like you can be a part of that and say these things, or, you know, you see images depicting maybe black or brown life, and you say, well, th- this is a better culture than my culture, so I want to get it, you know, get it popping with this. So, like, there's a variety of things of why white boys do these things. That doesn't mean they should be excused for it in any Stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Like if we came down harder on these acts, if if Josh Hader was suspended thirty games by MLB, would that set a precedent for the rest of the league to know like we don't care if this happens seven years ago, we don't care if this happens tomorrow? If we uncover that you did something racist, homophobic, misogynistic, you have to pay a penalty. Yeah, This cannot be accepted in an American sports system. But we are unwilling by fans, by media, by even bystanders of Major League Baseball and any form of baseball and sports and athletics that we just don't care. It. it I, I think that one of the things that you hit on in your piece
1: is is like, look, Josh Hader's going to be fine. Don't worry about Josh
0: Hader. Josh Hader is going to be... And- Every every, every white male athlete that does wild things is eventually fine. Dante DiVincenzo with the Bucks, who played for Villanova, had the exact same issue. He still was a lottery pick. Josh Allen is the quarterback for the for the for the Bills. Yeah. Same thing happened to him. He was still a lottery pick. Riley Cooper went to a Kenny Chesney concert, which let me know how those are. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I don't. I don't I know. Tell you is the answer. Is that like? Is that like going to like a Wu Tang concert for white people? Like Pretty is that, is much, that like yeah. the old white people? Like <laughs> the thing is it like like that and like Springsteen is that like it for y'all? I mean that's fine. Now we yeah. can unpack that later. But you know he goes to a Chinese concert and, and says he's going to hop the fence and fight all of these folks here. You know and he still got another contract. He had Michael Vick coming out and and, and professing that he was a good person. Yeah. And so there are so many different factors where. One, like, your black teammates can't take the rap for you. And two, if you're the white person, you can get some sensitivity training and, like, keep making money a part of your American dream. Like, I'm There's no real system that is punishing these people and making it so that these things should not happen again. Or even in the adulthood that they are, you know, like, these should be punishable things. Like, the best example of this is that, you know, your president did everything that he did, and now he's your president. So, <laughs> Thank you. What were you going to say, Ray? I am reminded by this um, essay that I read on Jezebel. This was years ago, I think like 2013, 2014. And it was by this writer named Britt Bennett. And it was titled, I don't know what to do with good white people. And there's this one line in it that she says, like, essentially, it seems to her that white people are so concerned with being good and being a black woman. She's just concerned about staying alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the truth, right? Yeah. Like, white people, like, God. like you know, it's Grant, Gr- Grant Brisby, our our senior baseball writer. Uh, you know, he he did a similar thing uh, in 2016. He wrote a Jackie Robinson piece, and the basic premise of the piece was, you know, in Jackie Robinson Day. The point isn't to like. Forget or to remember or to be like, you know, I'm so glad I wasn't one of those white people because history would dictate and stats would dictate and you know, just general knowledge would dictate that any white person who was of that time and era would be like, "Mm, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, and, and the thing about it is like, okay, you know, if we can't see the racism, that doesn't mean it's like better than like quiet racism or microaggressions or anything like that. You know, like just because you're like, okay, you know. I think you know diversity is great, and I, I want in my workplace, and you know that'll be spectacular. You can't then turn around and be like, "Well, Josh Hader should shouldn't be punished for what he said seven years ago." I would have said the same thing. It doesn't make it better. Scott, some of my some of my best
1: friends are black. Also, Josh Hader <laughs> should be in the starting rotation immediately because he was young when he
0: said these things. I mean, he's only twenty four. Why should this ruin his life? I don't know, dog. Like when black kids walk outside, they have to think about, "Oh, if I make a mistake, this will ruin my life," because. Other ruin people, your life at best, at like best. they, just, they like, don't kill. make a mistake. Yeah, right. Like right. mistakes are not the same enterprise for people who are not of the privileged class. Yeah. And because of that, we consider, or at least I consider, a mistake to be life threatening. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the same, like, like, like Josh Hader can't. Go to MLB media because now these tweets have surfaced and be like, you know, think of like the racism that he's viewed as a 17 year old. Like, oh, my gosh, I left the stove on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this can't be like unconsequential that you're like, oh, like I've learned to not keep the stove on for that long. So I won't do it in public anymore. So are you really like, are you res- like, are, are you sad and sorry that this happened and you've changed? Are you sad and sorry you got caught? You know, he's not sure that he got caught, and
1: and and th- 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 that's my answer about it. But I also, when you look at his, uh, the people that are enabling this, the people that are saying give him a break, he was a kid, and all of that. Again, you sort of talk about how like we can't just accept that as normal. That's not
0: that's not normal. That's I also not... just don't think white people need a break. I don't Fair. think they. I don't think there's been many hard lives there. I got to tell you, uh, I got to tell you, you know, pretty good. Hey, I mean, look, great. look. at you. Pretty you know? great, right? Look. I'm gonna be honest. You know, so I, I, just, I don't, I just don't think every white person is deserving of a break. And yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think the country dictates that y'all need breaks very frequently. So, talk I, to me about some of the the reaction that you've gotten to this piece. So we were talking a little bit off the air about what. Oh man, the whites, the whites. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like y'all send out memos like, like. I like, like like cease and desist letters amongst did not, like. Did you get the memo? Did you, yeah, I, I didn't. I got the
1: I got the memo. I
0: didn't. I did The white memo. The 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 attack the attack whiteness is under attack memo. Mm. You know, I, I mean I mean this is this is a, a frequency of not not only just race writing, not even only political writing at this point, but like writing on the internet in 2018. If somebody, excuse me, wholeheartedly disagrees with you, they're going to attack your creed, your culture, your family what you look like, you know, and, you know, past writings. But, like, that isn't the job of journalists to then whine and say, hey, like, you know, the Internet's so bad. You know, we as journalists aren't the, um, you know, the enemy of the American press. Like, all of these things aren't necessary. We're here to do a job, and it's for your constituency, for whoever has to read you for whatever reason. And, like, it does suck that a lot of journalists and writers have to go through that online. But we also have to think about, and not to excuse it, but we also have to think about why we're doing this thing. And sometimes you kind of just going to have to take that on the chin, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, look, my company's good about it, but ain't nobody, ain't nobody looking out for me but me.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know that some of the – there are some parallels that have been drawn between, like, what Josh Hader did and, like, Josh Allen and some of these other white athletes versus what we've seen happen with black athletes. Let's, let's just look at, like – um, Colin Kaepernick. We've talked to you about Colin Kaepernick before. Colin Kaepernick did nothing that even comes anywhere remotely
0: close to what these guys have done. And he's not no. gonna and he's not gonna have a job again. No, I mean not as a quarterback of the NFL. That that's the that's the reality of this. Again, mistakes are easy to make when you have, you know, the status quo and, and privilege behind your side. But a lot of people would consider what Colin Kaepernick what Eric Reed, what Joe Casey is doing now. As mistakes, yeah, and those mistakes should be punishable, right? Okay, that's fine. If we're if we're making a blanket thing here where mistakes are actually punishable by athletic institutions, then shouldn't all these white boys who do the same exact thing every, I mean, every year, like, oh yeah, like Dante Vincenzo, Josh Allen, and Hater are all within the same six months, yeah. This isn't like this is, you know, this is not a five-year difference. Like, we're getting one of these every few weeks. And the thing about it is that in the future, because this is the internet age and a lot of these kids have grown up within the time frame of Tumblr and Twitter and Facebook where these things aren't regrettable because they're for clicks and jokes. Clean your Twitters, man. Like, <laughs> this is not and these these mistakes are very simple. Are you it costs $15, $10. Clean your Twitters. Yeah. If you think you might have said some something kind of wild a few years ago, Pay $10, in your Twitters. It it also is sort of like,
1: I don't want to get up on this like kids these days rant, right? But like kids that are growing up with social media, one of the things that they have uh, sort of become accustomed to is just the devaluing of what words mean, right? Like there's a whole joke culture around things like 9-11 or the Holocaust or race or sex or whatever. And it's almost to them... These words and these actions and these statements that they make don't really have any meaning because they never have to actually see the damage that it causes to someone else, right? Like if if Josh Hader was to say what he
0: tweeted to your face, I mean, we gotta fight. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you're gonna like, like, you're gonna e- face some consequences. Like, like even if I don't win, we gotta fight. You know what I mean? Because like you can't just go around like. I mean, you can't just go around saying stuff no. like that. You know, we got, we got, we got fight. Like, know? look, I mean, I, I I hate to put it in these terms, right? But I don't fight fair either, but we got to fight. <laughs> no, nor
1: should you. But like, I hate to put it in these terms. But like, when I when I was a kid, uh, a, a, and and said some of these things, I didn't have Twitter to say it. I had to say it out loud, and you know what? I got my ass
0: kicked. I mean, but that's like I and just,
1: rightfully so.
0: I just think a, a new theory for America is very simple that. Most white children need to catch a fade before 15, and I think if they just get, if, they, if there are just more fights when you say something wild, then maybe you won't keep saying stuff. I, I love, man, all I'm saying is like, if you run up on a group of black kids, and you say that unspoken word, and instead of them being docile and me like, oh man, you know what, you right, blah, 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 and walk away from the situation maybe you need to get hit with a brick. That's all I'm saying. Like, cause that <laughs> you one time, twice before you say that it one time you get hit with a brick and then you try to say it again. You're like, Ooh, wow. Last time this thing goes so hot for me. Yeah. Like imagine if everybody just hit you with a brick when you said something wild, then maybe you stop saying wild stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying racism would die. I'm just saying maybe you would think you twice yourself. about saying something wild. Yeah. Yeah. Hit your kids with bricks. <laughs> things, might, things might go out better for him. Hit your kids with bricks.
1: That's good advice. (laughs) That's good advice.
0: So, uh, Josh Hader is going to be fine. His career is going to be fine. I don't see nothing that says he's not playing his next game. Yeah, no, he's going to play. Unless the sensitivity training, you know, leaks into practice. I mean, like... We don't even know, when are you supposed to take the sensitivity training? How soon is that? When are you supposed to be fake reformed? How long do we have to talk to your teammates about if you, if you did this better? Why should we have to talk to your teammates about if you did this better? How do we actually know there is evidence that you're not the same person you were seven years ago? Right. There's nothing to prove any of that. this. No, you can't prove and, and so that's why this that's why this is mostly a continuous loop and that it's futile and that it's a folly. Because if there is no actual actionable punishment... What is stopping Josh Hader from doing this again? What is stopping any white MLB player from doing this again? Nothing. Or, or even, Nothing.
1: I mean, or, or even you know, like a, a young baseball player prospect or a young student who, like,
0: you can get away with this. You now know you could just go, "Oh, I was a kid," and half the country's gonna be like, "Yeah, dog, he was." Yeah. And I also probably did that same thing when I was a kid. So like, who are we right. to pass judgment? I don't know, man. Like this, this is just much easier for white people. So like, shout out to y'all. But I mean. I know me. I say something wild. I gotta get hip checked on it. It yeah. should just be a very, should be the same thing. Sure, it's simple.
1: I think that's. I think that's a good lesson. You always give me stuff to think about. You always make me so uncomfortable, but it makes me. It gives me stuff to think about, which I think is good. Uh, SBNation.com is where people can read uh, this piece. We'll, we'll link it in the. Um, in the description for this podcast. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us, man. I really do appreciate yeah, it. This thanks, is really, really good, important stuff. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new series of shows all throughout the week, but we appreciate you listening to this. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we got more stuff coming out.